We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How about some rapid fire? Let's finish this thing up with some rapid fire. I think the people have been craving it. We came on a little bit late. It's everyone's favorite 15, 20 minutes. That's right. And I actually came up with a bonus rapid fire that you uh, were not expecting that'll be in here in the middle. I'm always shooting from the hip. So, All right. All right. Let's start with this. Over under 19 and a half total touchdowns that Drew Pine will have at the end of the season. All right. So they have played three football games, meaning there's nine left, potential one in the bowl game. So 10. How many do you know how many touchdowns he had last week? I need to ask that question first. Uh, he had two last week. After OK, he had so one the week before. OK, so we ha- we're, we're averaging about one and a half per game. There's 10 games left. So that puts us at 15 on top of the three here. He has 18. Wow, that's, that's a good number you set there. I'm going to go. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to go with the over. I think if if Notre Dame wants to have the success that they want and to kind of build off of the, you know, have a good season, build off of some maybe early struggles, um, that he's going to have to play a, a crucial role in that. So for, and, and for Notre Dame's sake of success and where I think they're going to be from the start of the season to the end of the season, I'll take the over on that. You know what? My initial – instinct looking at this was going to be under because because i do think i I think the running game is going to continue to get better i think the offensive line started to turn a page last week again we've got to see that continue now this week and you know with the running game getting better you know there's a chance that that's going to take away some of those touchdown opportunities but but i think that drew pine you know, again, if we can continue to see kind of some of the confidence grow for him and some of the defenses that he'll see, like Navy, Boston College, some of those down the road, I think he's got a chance maybe to pad it up a little bit. The, the wide receivers have to cooperate as well. You know, just like Marcus Freeman said today, a lot of last week was on Drew Pine, but there were some drops out there as well. And when you've got a quarterback who's being a little bit inconsistent, you got to help him out. I think that ultimately, though, by the time it's all said and done, he'll get into a little bit of a groove this season, and I think he'll be over as well. Yeah, it doesn't help, you know, when you get your first drive of the game last week and you're third and one and you pick up the first down and then it gets called back on a five-yard penalty by one of your kind of 
senior leader wide receivers. I, you know, that's just a perfect example of helping pine out and then Notre Dame struggled to get that first, <laughs> first down when they picked it up on their very first series. So it, it's just, you got to do as much as you can to help pine. I think the run game will help him, uh, you know, open up his kind of, you know, personal play uh, down the, down the road. And I like that over, it's going to be close, but I like that over. Yep. I do too. Do you buy or sell the average having a running back total more than 1000 yards from scrimmage this season? I buy that. I think Tyree is definitely going to hit that, you know, scrimmage yards. I'm assuming is rushing and passing combined. Tyree's a good dual threat back they, They've shown last week that they want to get him the ball. You know, Audric estimate ramping up his power run game. I think his numbers are only going to start going up and up and up. Uh, I'm going to buy that one for sure. I don't know who it's going to be. I think that estimate, I think they're both actually going to come really close. Like if, if no one gets a thousand, I think both of those guys kind of sit around the 800, 850 level. Um, and both of them are going to be very close, but uh, I, I think that Tyree will be the one to get it. Um, so I would say, yes, I do buy that. Tyree is sitting on 164 total yards right now. Estimate 173 and estimate has had a larger workload so far through three games. And it, you got to remember now they Logan Diggs was not in the mix last week. That's we, that's why we saw so much of these two. So if he's back theoretically this weekend, how much are they going to try to work him into the mix? What kind of jobs will they have him doing out there? I think I agree with Stymie. I, I think that there's going to be split workloads. I think Tyree is the one who's really going to give it a run between the two because of the true dimension that he has as a receiver. And I, I still think that needs to be tapped into more. Again, when you look at the state of the wide receivers that Notre Dame has, Tapping more into Chris Tyree as a receiver of the football, that's where I think that you know he can really explode from a total yards from scrimmage standpoint. But I think I'm going to sell it as well because assuming everyone's healthy and you've got digs in the mix, I don't think that there's going to be one guy who's going to end up getting over a thousand total. So I think I agree with you. I think that they can both be close, like in the eight to eight fifty range but i don't think they get over either one of them gets over a thousand everyone should start their day with a great cup of coffee and for my family that means the latest blend from trade coffee my wife loves trade coffee and when my parents were in town for the notre dame season opener i turned them on to trade coffee as well let me tell you about trade coffee it's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. The coffee we got from Trade was superb. My wife is very picky with her coffee. I've told you that before, so I trusted Trade Coffee and had her fill out their quiz. They sent us three different blends, and they batted a 1,000. We received the Holmes blend from Sparrow Coffee in Michigan, the Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York, and the Black Velvet from Atomic Roasters in Massachusetts. That's our collection, and trust me, we're adding to it. But if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. 
Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus shipping at drinktrade.com slash Irish. That's drinktrade.com slash Irish for $30 off. Try it out today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here's your bonus question for today that you didn't know about. Uh Fill in the blank. It's blank that Dan Orlovsky will be the analyst on ABC for Saturday's Notre Dame-North Carolina game. It's awesome that Dan Orlovsky is going to be the analysis. I I didn't know that. This is, you know, obviously I didn't know the question was coming. I didn't know that Dan was going to be the analyst for the game. But I really like him and the way that he breaks down game and and the way that he goes about analyzing the game. I think he's a very – kind of fair on the fence guy tells you exactly how it is provides good analysis overall pretty funny you know played quarterback for a while so obviously he's got the experience um so I'm looking forward to that I I like seeing people that are you know enjoyable to listen to I think he's one of those people just a genuinely nice good person knows football um so I'm excited about that I didn't think you cared for Dan Orlovsky that much uh i didn't care for him when he was hating on dak prescott all the time but he admitted he was wrong and so we let bygones be bygones okay all right you guys you guys mended fences huh yeah (laughs) Yeah, when when the carson wince is better than dak prescott conversations are being flown around I, i i took a little personal uh insult to that so i think he's pretty good as well and you know like as a game analyst and he's doing more college games this year is a game analyst that, you know, I think he's got some of that Romo enthusiasm and stuff like right. that. They had him doing the, uh, the split Monday night game the other night. I'm really going to be curious to see what kind of Tommy Reese comments Dan Orlovsky has and what kind of Drew Pine comments Dan Orlovsky has in this game. Because like, remember in the Fiesta Bowl, I mean, he was throwing the praise hard on Tommy Reese and what a, what a great quarterback developer and quarterback coach he is and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to be really curious to see what Orlovsky is, is, has to say about Tommy Reese in this game Saturday. Yeah. The gloves are kind of off. You know, you have young quarterbacks, you have a scheme that's been really struggling, you know, the first three games, you're not putting up as much kind of offensive firepower as you would. And so like, that's what you kind of look forward uh, to as a fan is getting that kind of outside unbiased, just raw opinion. You know, you want to hear, you know, obviously all Notre Dame fans are have a bias and when they talk in circles, you know, you, sometimes you're too harsh and sometimes you're not harsh enough. So having someone like him, 
you know, being an offensive, I guess you could say guru or having a background in more offensive play, it'd be interesting to see kind of his opinions on a, a Notre Dame offense that's just struggling overall and, and his assessment on Pine and how Tommy Reese is using and utilizing his players uh, to his best ability, given the quarterback situation that Notre Dame is in right now. Yes. Fill in the blank, Jess. It's blank that Michigan versus Maryland is Fox's big noon kickoff game this Saturday. It's more exciting than Michigan's matchups against Connecticut or Hawaii and Colorado State. You know, I'm not saying that Maryland is this great, you know, big juggernaut, um, but it's at least more exciting than everything else that Michigan has seen so far. I have, of course, I have Michigan friends that uh, or yeah, sorry, friends that are Michigan fans. I did college up in Michigan, my undergraduate degree. Um, and so I made a lot of friends, uh, unfortunately, that were Michigan fans. And I got a text last week that the I believe J.J. McCarthy is going to win the Heisman. I said, dude, play someone besides Hawaii and get back to me. And we maybe we can have a conversation uh, on that. You know, it's it's not really impressive when Michigan's beating Connecticut 59 to zero, beating Colorado State 51 to seven, beating Hawaii 56 to 10. You know, again, I think Michigan's another one of those teams that's just largely overrated. Uh, they threw a bunch of easy opponents at the beginning of their schedule, and now yeah. they're they're yeah. looking – everyone's boosting them up even more, and it's like they haven't played anyone. You know, what have they shown you? They're not going to show anything. They play Maryland this week. They play Iowa the week after. They play Indiana the week after that. And then finally, in the middle of October, we finally get a, a true matchup for Michigan when they play Penn State, and then the next week they're playing Michigan State. So – you know, I you know, I, I I talk about this all the time. The Big Ten is not a, as as powerful of a conference that everyone thinks. And when you throw on cupcakes at the beginning like that, it's just it makes a, it's a nice path for Michigan. So I'm just more excited to see them play maybe a team that's competent. You know, a Power Five school. Well, uh, yeah, but is it Maryland? Because you know, like Michigan, Maryland, it's basically like Fox is shelling out a billion dollars a year with this new TV contract to plaster Michigan and Ohio state as much as possible in these big noon kickoff games. It's like, so, so, Hey, here's what you get for it. You get Michigan versus now, of course that TV contract hasn't kicked into place yet, but we're just going to see more of this going forward as much Michigan, as much Ohio state as you can. And you're absolutely right. Like I, I saw Fowler the other day was taking a shot at Michigan's non-conference schedule for that matter. And it's just, it's you know, brutal. Yeah. It, I, mean, I can understand one game, but come on the three for like your first almost entire month of football. And I, you know, again, when this, when these new, when these new TV contracts kick in, you're going to get these kind of matchups at noon, CBS is going to give you another Big Ten matchup, and then NBC is going to give you a primetime Big Ten matchup. There are only so many good matchups to go around. You're lucky if you get one a week in the Big Ten, and you're going to get four or three nationally televised games every week with all these TV contracts kick in. So Woo-hoo. enjoy that. Enjoy that <laughs> if you're a Big Ten fan, I guess. Fill in the blank, Jess. Today is the 15-year anniversary of this. After an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday, and you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage, and the editor that let it come out is garbage. 
attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. Don't write about a kid that does everything right, that's heart's broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared. That ain't true. And then to say that we made that decision because Donovan Woods, because he threatened to transfer, that's not true. So get your facts straight. Apparently there was a lot not true about <laughs> the, uh, the article in question. 15 years ago today, Mike Gundy, I'm a man, I'm 40, blank, Jesse. Uh, I love that speech and, and for a lot of reasons. So it, for me, speech blank speech is just incredible. It, it, every time I listen to it, I get fired up and I agree with everything he said. You know, these are his players. These these are guys who do everything that are asked of them. They go to class. They, they're respectable young athletes, young men. Um, and, and it's there's no reason to, to put someone on blast like that and to downgrade them for for what? Amateur college football that people are getting to watch, you know, and remember, for, this was 15 pleasure, years ago. This was enjoyment. 15 years ago, so you can't fall back on the whole, well, NIL, they're getting paid and all that kind of stuff. So Right, and so it's just these 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 kids are, you know, humans too. They make mistakes, and, you know, unfortunately we have fans who think that college football revolves all around them and, you know, lets them lets the game dictate their whole mood in that kind of situation. So I, I'm all on board for a coach like that, defending his players, sticking up for his players and saying, hey, if you got something to say, if you want to write about something, then just, you know, write about me, uh, you know, p- put it on someone's back who, who isn't just, you know, the amateur athlete. I, I am a grown man. I can take those things. You know, there's no reason to be writing about these things, about these, you know, kids in such an early kind of stage in their life when they're still growing, they're still learning and they're still making mistakes. Yeah, I always love the fact that he was sticking up for his player. Was it maybe a little bit over the top? Maybe. But I did love the fact that he was sticking up for his player. And I remember reading the article at the time. And there were, and I can't remember a lot of specifics about it, but there were sort of accusations being pointed at the specific player, you know, like calling him lazy and, you know, some of this different stuff. And it was, and I remember this, you know, like the sources being cited, it was rumors and innuendo, you know, those kind of things. So like you're naming a specific player, you've got this in like he, you know, he held up the article. It was like a full front page article with pictures and, you know, photos and, and the whole thing. It seemed like a little bit too much, you know, for like, like if you were in New York city, and you were citing some of these things again about a professional athlete. I felt like it would be one thing, but as he said, for for a college kid and some of the things that were being said, and truly, I just remember lack of actual, you know, sources and the and the kind of things being said about this kid. I, you know, I agreed with with basically the uh, you know the point behind what Gundy was saying, and and it's it's just a classic, is what it is. I think I'm a man, I'm 40, and he's now 50. And the other thing that I remembered is, huh, Gundy and I are about the same age because I think he's, you know, <laughs> like I was about to turn 40 at that point, and uh, he was a man, he was 40, and now he's 55, and I'm about to turn 
55. He's still got much better hair than I do. So, <laughs> always has great so hair. He will always have that. He will always have that. Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers this weekend. They're reportedly not very close. What do you make of that? Uh, I make of that that I don't blame Tom Brady for not wanting to be close with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I respect Aaron Rodgers for his quarterback play and all that. I think he's a Hall of Famer and just a truly great quarterback. One of the best quarterbacks that I've you know seen play in, in my time of being, you know, an NFL fan and all those things. But Aaron Rodgers is just a weird guy. You know, he's 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 just always doing something extra, just trying to be seems like trying to be different than everyone else. And this very free spirit thinker and all those things, which is fine, but he's just a weird guy. Like I wouldn't, I, I at the end of the day, at, at practice is over, the off season's coming. I'm not being like, hey, Aaron, you want to go take a trip to Cabo together? Like that's probably the last person I'm going to go take a trip with. So, you know, I don't, I, I know that it's obviously fueled probably beyond that too. The two great quarterbacks kind of, you know, battling with each other. I'm sure Aaron thinks he's better than Tom, but Tom just holds up his hand and says, you know, count all these rings on my finger and. That really ends the discussion. So, and, you know, there's obviously animosity because they're the, probably the two best quarterbacks over the last 20 years to play. Um, and, yeah, it's just, you know, if you if you already have that fuel against each other and gets football and then you add in the fact of, you know, kind of the smugness of Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't blame Tom Brady for not really, you know, seeking a relationship with Aaron Rodgers. And especially if Aaron Rodgers has made it very clear that he had wants nothing to do with Tom. Yeah, they're two different guys. You've got like this bachelor who, you know, is in some high profile relationships, but doesn't I really think Brady play. might be a bachelor here soon yeah, if he well, keeps playing football. Brady <laughs> Brady's been the family man. How long is he gonna stay a family? Have man? you seen those pictures of him? He looks like he does not sleep and rips about fifteen cigarettes a night. Like his <laughs> his cheeks, the definition on he his gone cheeks right are, now. I know. I know. And now he just randomly gets every Wednesday off. He must be going to spend every Wednesday with the family. He's doing something. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just No, that's funny. okay. That's okay. <laughs> I just think, you know, I, I kind of miss the old days of like not everybody had to be friends, you know, because now it's like everyone's out playing golf together and stuff like and I'm not saying you've got to be enemies because you play on other teams, but it seems like, you know, again, like 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 guys back in the day, they didn't necessarily hide it. If they didn't like each other, they didn't like each other. And they might throw some shots at each other. But now everything's watered down, you know, in part because of social media and everyone acts like everyone's got to be friends and, and that kind of thing. Tyler Evans says that, that Brady looks like a White Walker and you're not you're not wrong about that. You know, it's like, he, you know, is is he the uh, – the uh the 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 night king for, for that matter but yeah like it's okay if they don't like each other they don't have to like each other right. you know they, they go out there and they're gonna play on sunday that's that's all there is to it you know so just I've got two no big problem. time competitors yeah. really at the end of the day there's just i think yeah. they're so competitive that that's what they're focused on tunnel vision themselves and they're not really worried about oh i wonder if tom likes me oh i wonder i should see what aaron's up to today right it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Bengals quarterback Joe Burrows deleted all social media from his phone. It's what Joe Burrow might need. You know, the, off, the, the Bengals are struggling, and sometimes it's just best to get rid of all that stuff, cancel all the noise out. You know, you know you're doing bad. You know the team's been doing bad. You're not living up to the expectations. You're 0-2 against teams you probably should have beat. You know, the last thing you need to do at the end of the day is get on Twitter and Instagram and read, you know, that you're playing bad. You know – People know when they're playing bad. And the last thing they need to do when they're trying to relax and kind of disconnect is go on their social medias and see people bashing them even more. So That's right. I respect the move, and I think it's a great decision. I think a lot of athletes should delete their you know social medias during the season. I should delete my social medias here and there. Just to, yeah, everyone needs a break. You know, we become so consumed and we get so caught up with everyone, what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is saying. And sometimes you just got to focus on yourself to correct things. I agree. You know, when when you're a high profile quarterback like Joe Burrow, you've just been to the Super Bowl and you won a Heisman. You did all these things and you got all this social media following and, and everyone is so, you know, like we were we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the guy who DM Damone Ross St. Brown because he drafted it in, you know, drafted him on his fantasy team. And now you remember, like we read off the whole quote that he had sent Amon Ra. St. Brown. And, and it was, it was actually, you know, the thing from Denzel Washington in remember the Titans. And it wasn't what he said that I took issue with, because I did know that it was a a reference from remember the Titans. It wasn't what he said that I took reference with. It's the fact that you're DMing a guy who you drafted on your fantasy football team. And you think that that's acceptable to be doing that. So like if I'm Joe Burrow with those kind of things in mind and you know, you're off to the kind of start that you're off right now. I think it's great that he's doing it. You know, just just get away from all that noise and, and go focus on playing football. Last question for tonight. With Aaron Judge chasing home run number 61 for the season and Albert Pujols chasing number 700 for his career, would you want to be the pitcher who is forever remembered for giving up one of those milestone home runs. Yeah, who cares at that point? That, I think that becomes the talking point at that situation. We should be talking about all the other pitchers that gave up home runs 1 through 60 and 1 through 699. You know, it's not your fault you're the cherry on top. I think it's the kind of the cool part. You know, if I'm the pitcher and, and Pujols is sitting at 699, I'm lobbing him a fastball down the middle. I'm making sure that my name is known that he got 700 off of me. Who cares at that point? It's the end of the season. You know, it's it's not like it's this. It's going to be some detrimental at bat. Who like I'm not saying just lob it in there, but you know, give him a good fastball down the middle with no no spin or anything, no cut or sink, and just let him see if he can get it. You know, go mano a mano, challenge him. And so, like I, to me, there's there's no real difference. I think it'd be kind of cool, especially if you know there's probably going to be something that um, that ball would hopefully get retrieved, and maybe it'll even say their name on it in the Hall of Fame. You know, Albert Pujols versus. Da, da 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 career home run number 700. So 
you know, to me, it doesn't matter. Like I said, it's more on the people who gave up one through 60 and one through 699. So I was thinking about this after I came up with this question. If I was like Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Clayton Kershaw, like a Hall of Fame legit caliber, you know, that kind of pitcher, like an upper echelon pitcher, no way I want to be remembered for that. Because, you know, like I, I'm I'm a Hall of Famer. That's that's not what, what I want to be attached to. I don't want to be remembered for giving up Aaron Judge or Albert Pujols or Barry Bonds or whoever's home run. But if I am, you know, your run-of-the-mill reliever that, you know, most people have probably never heard of, you know, and I've bounced around on eight different teams in the course of my <laughs> career. Now it's an accomplishment to be in the big leagues and all that. But if I'm that kind of pitcher, then I don't mind, you know, like, like everyone remembers, well, here, everyone remembers Dennis Eckersley because of the Kirk Gibson home run. That was also a big moment. That was the world series. And it's, it's a negative that you remember Dennis Eckersley for that. Cause like, Eckersley was untouchable that season. There's no such thing as negative PR. (laughs) So if, you know, again, like if I'm, if I'm like a legit hall of fame caliber pitcher, I would not want to be remembered. I would not want to be linked to one of those home runs, but if I'm, you know, the other 98% of the pitchers in baseball, I wouldn't mind if, if 20 or 30 years from now that they're like, yeah, Joe Thompson, you know, he's the guy that, that served up Aaron judges, home run i can live with that <laughs> so that's how i'd go all right well again appreciate everyone's patience for earlier tonight we had a little bit of problems getting started but uh we managed to get through once we got things rolling don't forget we've got ib countdown to kickoff coming up 10 o'clock this saturday morning jesse great stuff as always from you and uh i will uh talk to you soon sounds good i'm gonna i'm gonna give my prediction out right now 27 to 20 notre dame pulls off the victory that is since people 20 okay people don't get to see or hear my predictions i'm just throwing it out there before logging off 27 to 20 close game again i think notre dame pulls it off all right we've got our predictions coming out tomorrow on irish breakdown Thanks again, everyone, for joining us tonight. Don't forget to hit that like button, rate, review, subscribe, and all that fun stuff. We'll talk to you Saturday morning, and uh, on this show, we'll talk to you next week. ID Nation Sports Talk. Go Irish.